I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Michelle Boyer. Michelle is the owner of Michelle Boyer Associates and the upcoming Boss Lady Works company. Her firms help business owners think out of the box on tax and investment strategies. She's an Iowa farm girl. Her roots are earthy and grounded. I love that. Her favorite things are driving fast, golf, and days at the dog park. Yes. Welcome. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for coming. I'm so glad to be here. This is going to be fun. (laughs) You guaranteed it, I hope so, yeah. (laughs) It's guaranteed fun. Uh, What was your first job? I worked at a pseudo-dairy queen in the little town where I grew up. Mm Mm-hmm. It was called the Dairy Dandy. Mm-hmm. I was running the show by the time I was in high school. It was so much fun. Do you have the ice cream scooping muscle? Oh, I can make a cone <laughs> without a flaw. I love it. Actually, I loved making the blizzards most. Okay. Occasionally in a mistake, a mistake because mm-hmm. then you got to eat it later. Yeah, on accident. <laughs> on accident. I used to work at a burrito place, and it was it was like pr- like a privately owned, kind of like a Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would mess stuff up on accident every once in a while because we were hungry. So yeah, it was good. Works. Um, so how did you get into financial advising? By accident. Most people do. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually a medical supply rep for a company that sold a lot of soft things, consumables, mm-hmm. catheters, adult diapers, things mm-hmm. like that. And I was traveling like 60,000 miles a year. Yes. Covering the road. I was a road warrior. (laughs) And my next door neighbor got connected with a group Mm -hmm. um, that did holistic planning from a uh, investment standpoint. They had their securities license, insurance, mortgage, Mm -hmm. and it sounded pretty interesting. And he invited me to one of their recruitment seminars. And I'm thinking this would really get me off the road and provide me with more flexibility. And so I took a leap of faith and jumped in. And that was back in 2002. (laughs) So you left the traditional planning model. I did. Why did you do that? Stress. (laughs) When you think about what we went through since early, the Mm mid-2000s, everything was just flying high. And then we had those major crashes after 9-11 and then again in 2008. And I was experiencing all the fallout from that. And it got to the point to where it just became so gun gut-wrenchingly stressful because there are so many variables that you can't control Mm -hmm. that I just kind of had to throw up my hands and say, I'm done. Stick a fork in me. I can't do this anymore. So you currently um, work with a company called um, Elite Resource Team. Yes. You're one of their representatives. Correct. Um, How did you get involved with them and how are they um, different than the traditional financial model? Well, the piece that I really love about the team is that Two wonderful men that developed the company had a forward-thinking perspective Mm -hmm. on how to help advisors in the field. We can't know everything, Mm -hmm. but there are specialists out there that do Mm -hmm. in specific areas. So they built a consortium of experts that we align with. And so now I quarterback a process where depending upon what you do as a business owner or an individual Mm – And what services you need when it comes to planning at all levels, particularly advanced tax planning, Mm -hmm. we have the expert to address your issue. 
And I get connected with them probably about three years ago now. Mm -hmm. And you were just like, this is how I can do the financial planning and the tax planning and the helping that you love to do, Mm -hmm. but do it in a way that is more proactive and forward thinking than the traditional model. Holistic. I don't, you know, I can be an expert in one area, but I can never be an expert in all of them. Right. So if I know where to find the experts Mm -hmm. to address a specific issue, Mm -hmm. I can quarterback that process. And that's what I like. That's awesome. I think most business owners don't understand what it takes to create a um, very robust um, advanced tax plan or exit plan. I would agree. Yeah. I think a big piece of that is understanding, though, uh, let's see. You're a business owner and you have an accountant or mm-hmm. a tax prepper or planner for, mm-hmm. like you. And then you have a wealth advisor and then you have an attorney mm-hmm. and then you have a consortium of other people mm-hmm. who helps you corral all those people mm-hmm. and provide you with that one go-to resource. And mm-hmm. that's really what we do. Yeah. I think that a lot of those professions, I mean, just in my experience, we work in silos. We mm-hmm. try to bring each other in mm-hmm. on things that we think might cross over scope, right. but we don't really work as one for the client generally. So that's why Elite Resource Team is really interesting to me. It's kind of like developing a board of directors for you as an independent business owner. That's really cool. I like that, board of directors. Mm -hmm. It's your defense team. Yes. Um, So what does ERT offer their partners? Um, I literally wrote in their partners. That's hilarious. What does ERT offer their partners? Um, So what kind of... um, resources and um, experts? So this time of year, a lot of business owners, you're going through extension filing mm-hmm. or you just completed that Hopefully September 15th. you're almost done. You're almost done. So there is still a lot of planning left to do. Mm-hmm. We have a pension specialist that focuses on high net worth business owners that if you knew you could deduct another 200, mm-hmm. 250,000 depending upon your income and your business mm-hmm. before the end of the year, would you? Mm-hmm. And so pension plans, benefit plans, welfare plans between now and about the second week of December, mm-hmm. all of that planning happens now. So we have a specialist mm-hmm. that works specifically with us to come up with illustrations, et cetera, mm-hmm. for those business owners that are going, oh my gosh, I'm just going to like totally be hammered it's, when it comes to paying I, taxes. And I, I keep How telling people it's that? planning season, it's, October, November, um, and September should be the time that. Mm-hmm. You're doing planning. Absolutely. For this year and next year. Right. Um, you are heavily involved in real estate investing. So tell us, you have a very interesting model around how you do that. So tell us about your model. So I've been collaborating with a lot of different people. And to me, that's what makes all of this work mm-hmm. because there's no way I'm smart enough to do all this stuff by myself. <laughs> Thank God there's more intelligent people than I am. Um, uh, there's a couple of models across the country. Mm-hmm. Memphis Fest is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Breedling Capital out of St. Louis is another where they have individuals that are partnering to bring turnkey investment opportunities to the market for individuals that don't want to buy a house that needs repairs. Do and so repairs, do repairs. So I've developed over the last few years in the various real estate investing groups that are local mm-hmm. partners to bring that to a demographic. Uh, I've got a mortgage professional that I work closely with on rental property acquisition. I have a realtor that looks for and finds properties. Mm -hmm. I have several contractors that their businesses totally revolve around renovation rehab. 
And we've just built a kind of a consortium Mm -hmm. of people that can provide that to you as a turnkey investment opportunity to Mm -hmm. people looking for passive income. Mm So you generally, so your set of rentals, I just find this very interesting. Mm-hmm. Your set of rentals are short-term rentals to yep. professionals. Yes. So a lot of the time people are like, oh, real estate, there's so much risk in your renters, you know, trashing mm-hmm. the place or whatever. So right. how do you mitigate that? So Brian, with who's my property manager mm-hmm. and does a lot of property management for a lot of the clients that we bring to the table, mm-hmm. we've developed a model to where we're finding unique properties mm-hmm. that you can place a unit in the lower level and one on the main floor. Mm-hmm. We actually have owners buying them that way because it helps offset their mortgage. Mm-hmm. The tenants that we're looking for are usually professionals in the healthcare industry that need something furnished because they're coming in as contract workers. Mm-hmm. So we supervise the property management. We build the relationship relationship with the placement agencies. Mm-hmm. So they're calling us. They're not calling the property owner. Mm-hmm. We're helping place those individuals, vet them. And usually they're highly qualified because they have a contract. And we know what the contract says. <laughs> you know how long it is. You know how much they make. and. All of the above. Mm-hmm. And that helps minimize the risk of loss or even vacancies. Right now, we've got so many requests every week. We don't even have close and close to enough properties to cover the gap. It's crazy. So a lot of the people that are renting these properties are traveling nurses, um, traveling doctors. I had two. Uh, well, this just this week. Um, we had a couple that moved into one of the properties that sold a house. Mm-hmm. And there's a gap. Their new construction house isn't completed, but mm-hmm. they had to vacate. Mm-hmm. So they're in one of the properties for 45 days. Mm-hmm. As soon as they leave, another couple locally who's doing a major house renovation mm-hmm. is moving into that same property for 90 days mm-hmm. so that their contractor can complete the project. Mm-hmm. We have an executive from a pharma company coming to stay for 45 days in a property. We've got two travel nurses that are here on 90-day assignments. One of them just called and said, hey, I just extended. Mm-hmm. I'll be here another 90 days after that. So a lot of them are business travelers, professionals who basically roll around the country in a suitcase Mm -hmm. and want something nice to live in. The rents that we charge are all encompassing. Mm -hmm. People don't transfer the water. They don't transfer the electricity. It's one price and it covers usually Mm Wi-Fi and a fully furnished unit. It's not Airbnb because we don't rent them by the night. Mm -mm. Um, On the bare minimum, usually, usually anywhere from 30 to 45 days. It's really interesting because this is Colorado and we have a lot of teaching hospitals mm-hmm. and the health care is growing like crazy. Right. This is a really good model um, to do those those rentals, mm-hmm. to have a rental without the risk or with less risk of right. losing your property or, you know, having somebody trash it. Yeah. And I've yet to see one of these executives or travel healthcare professionals <laughs> trash anything. Yeah, I just can't imagine they would. <laughs> well, A, they're probably too busy to trash stuff. And B, they're very respectful. You know, they're healthcare people. They're clean, generally. <laughs> they want to come to Colorado in the fall or the winter to go yeah. skiing and enjoy life here yeah. without having to live here full time. Yeah, and make some good money. And make some good money. That's awesome. Yeah. So one of your favorite topics is the inf- is infinite banking. Yes. So I'm going to ask you to explain infinite banking for us um, in the best way you can. It's one of those concepts that kind of needs drawings, but or I need a drawing. Let's okay. <laughs> Let me think for a second how I can articulate this so it's really not complicated. Mm-hmm. Infinite banking revolves around designing 
a life insurance policy. Mm -hmm. We call it reverse engineered. Because if you go to the average life insurance person, they're going to say, well, how much do you have to spend? Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell them and then they're going to max out the death benefit. Mm -hmm. By reverse engineering, we try to build as much cash value inside a policy as possible. Mm -hmm. So we minimize the death benefit in the cost. Mm -hmm. If you think about a bank, you have a savings account and generally you have the capacity to borrow from that bank, correct? Mm -hmm. So when you set up a life insurance policy, that's a permanent policy and it builds cash value and you can add extra money into that cash value, mm -hmm. the insurance company says, cool, we want you to keep funding the cash value. We'll let you borrow money from us. So you set up a savings account, in essence, mm -hmm. inside that policy. Inside your own policy. It's your own policy. And if you need access to that those funds, it really is simple as saying, hey, I need some money. I want to grow my business or buy or invest in a mm -hmm. rental property. I need some cash flow. I need some cash. The insurance company is going to look at your savings bucket mm -hmm. and see how much is in there. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to go, sure, here's some of ours. Mm -hmm. So just like a bank lends out other people's money, correct? Mm -hmm. The insurance company doesn't lend out other people's money per se, but lends from their own general account. Mm -hmm. So your savings bucket is still earning because there is a guaranteed interest rate on those. Mm -hmm. You still have the capacity to leverage that through a loan with the insurance company. Mm -hmm. In essence, it's infinite banking. It's not a banking. It's not, you're not building a bank, mm -hmm. the, the traditional kind. Yeah. You're building your own bank model, utilizing a specially designed life insurance contract. That was very good. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. First I'm, time, um, I've heard about the concept many times. Mm -hmm. um, you're the first person who drew it out for me, though. Oh, really? Um, and I was like, oh, okay, that's what I was I was missing the drawing. <laughs> well, what's really interesting, I just met with a person yesterday mm -hmm. that is a very large real estate investor. Mm -hmm. And they're looking at it as an estate planning tool mm -hmm. because they have to transfer value of property. Mm -hmm. But she wanted to know about where can I put my after-tax dollars mm -hmm. that grow that way permanently. Mm -hmm. And even from the beginning of my career, it was often used as a non-qualified de defined benefit plan. Mm -hmm. And it's after-tax money. It can, we called it the super Roth then. Yeah. So if people understand a Roth IRA, that's how the internal workings of this mm -hmm. kind of plan works. But it's an, as a Roth IRA you can borrow against. Without penalty. Without penalty. Um, and then the, the also the thing about these cash value life insurance um, things is that this is not reportable money. So it's not something mm -hmm. that is reported to the IRS. Nobody knows about it. Right. You, you can use your your own bank without any with any without any oversight and things like that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Other than the insurance cool. company, they're doing what needs to happen. And generally, you're earning more on that money than you're, mm -hmm. than you're borrowing, right? right? Yeah, you are. Um, it just depends on the company and what mm -hmm. we're working with mutual companies, mm -hmm. which they're not stock companies. So the, a mutual company is indebted to its policyholders. Mm -hmm. And so they have the obligation of growing people's cash value mm -hmm. and then keeping reserve accounts. And if they do well in a year... They will either the the pool that you're in didn't have payouts and death benefits mm -hmm. or the earnings from the company are really paid back to you as the policyholder in a dividend. That's really cool. Yeah. So how does infinite banking help um, a business owner with cash flow? It's a place for them to stash their cash where they're going to probably earn more mm -hmm. in interest than you would in a bank. Mm -hmm. So what do you think you get at your in your bank account right now on a savings account? Point zero zero, <laughs> and not even much more on a money market if that right. Right, two percent maybe. And how many business owners need asset protection? 
a lot of them. Buy sell agreements. Mm -hmm. So the vast majority of businesses, I think everybody needs some form of life insurance. Mm -hmm. And if an insurance company, in a lot of the cases, the mutual companies will have a guarantee anywhere from three to 4% mm -hmm. on that cash value, where would you like to stash your cash? Mm -hmm. It's protected from creditors. It's fulfilling the role that you need in terms of protecting your business partner if you have one, mm -hmm. that death benefit. So that so that's for exit planning. Exit so. plan, yes, exit and succession planning, mm -hmm. buy sells. Um, it's a, it, again, forever has been used as a golden handcuff mm -hmm. defined benefit plan for executives. Mm -hmm. So there's multiple uses. The biggest piece that I think business owners and individuals utilizing this concept need to understand is there's more than just the death benefit and the cash value. There's living benefits. Mm -hmm. All the policies that we write have terminal, critic, and chronic illness writers. Mm -hmm. They don't replace long-term care, the traditional long-term care, mm -hmm. but it does give people access to that death benefit while you're living. Oh. So living benefits is huge. That's amazing. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about how um, these cash value life insurances can be used um, for exit and buy-sell agreements. I think okay. that's really important for right. us to understand. So anytime um, we have a partnership mm -hmm. or even S-Corp mm -hmm. with multiple shareholders, right. um, there's a buy-sell agreement about how what's going to happen if one of the partners dies or if somebody wants to leave. Mm -hmm. um, we Hopefully, we have agreements around how all that's going to work. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the things I do with a lot of my clients. Where's my agreement? <laughs> right. And have you funded it? Yeah. You and can have, have an agreement. So a lot of the time we'll have an agreement. Um, so like maybe the buyout is whatever. Mm -hmm. How is that person going to come up with that cash? Exactly. That's the question a lot of the time. So how do we use these cash value life insurance policies to help fund buy sells? So ultimately, just say you have two partners mm -hmm. and they design a life insurance policy for each of them. Mm -hmm. And they're both relatively level in terms of rates it's an opportunity for you to build a cash value bucket mm -hmm. that can be used to buy out that other partner mm -hmm. or to transfer that asset to because basically if if it were you and I mm -hmm. I'd have the policy on you mm -hmm. and you'd have the policy on me mm -hmm. and the company can actually fund bonuses to each of us to help cover those costs to deduct <laughs> when structured correctly, let's talk about that in another time. RPT, yeah, we'll talk about it again. <laughs> that's another great strategy. <laughs> but you get to, the business gets to deduct bonuses. Yep. So I can bonus you. You can bonus me. We can use it to fund mm -hmm. the buy-sell agreement. Mm -hmm. The number one thing that I see in talking to business owners that are selling their businesses today mm -hmm. is finding a qualified buyer that has a down payment. Right. Do you want to foot the bill for the sale of your own business? Mm -hmm. Installment sales are great to an extent. Yeah. But if you can help someone in your company or one of your partners know mm -hmm. that they're going to create a liquid pool of capital that they can leverage mm -hmm. to buy you out when you're ready to leave mm -hmm. or to be able to fund or help someone mm -hmm. potentially buy the company, mm -hmm. that's super important, let alone the fact that do you want to be in business with my family and do I want to be in business <laughs> with yours? If something happens mm -hmm. and we can no no longer fulfill the roles mm -hmm. that we established within that partnership. It's really interesting to me when um, the spouse ends up owning a business they know nothing about. Mm -hmm. My husband would not know what to do. Right. So let's <laughs> make sure the that tech stuff. <laughs> let's make sure that he doesn't ever have to deal with that. Right. That's really really important. Mm -hmm. So um, so another thing that um, businesses can do. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Um, as have a cash value life insurance or have a cash value policy on the business, mm -hmm. um, and they can use that for cash flow yep. purposes. Corporate owned life insurance, mm -hmm. Coley. 
And what is, so what is the purpose of, of a Coley account and how is it used? Basically, it's just like you would use it personally if it was on you. You're doing corporate owned. Corporate owned is being funded mm-hmm. so that the, the the company actually owns the death benefit on you as an owner. Mm-hmm. So if something happens to you, the corporation has enough cash to replace you. That's cool. And they can also borrow against yes. those, those insurance policies, the, the cash value. Yes. Or the loan piece. Right. Um, if they need cash flow. Yes. So they can basically create their own line of credit. Mm-hmm. through those, through that policy. Yep. It's viewed as an asset. So the question you always have to ask yourself, either as a business owner or looking at it from the entity perspective of, is, where do you want to stash your cash? Mm-hmm. Real estate investors, where do you want to stash your cash? Mm-hmm. Do you want an equity or do you literally want to create a liquid pool of capital right. that you have more control over? Liquidity, use, and control. Um, are we having fun yet? We're always having fun. <laughs> um, so we already kind of talked about this, but it's October. Yes. Today is October 1st. October 1st. Um, we usually are about four or five weeks back. But um, what should business owners be thinking about before the year is over? We already just, we talked about pension planning. Yes. Um, but so there's a lot of options there. There's sub plans. There's cash. There's cash balance plans. 401 ks with cash balance. There's a lot of options. Right. Um, so creating the correct profit sharing plan for your business and you right. as an owner is super important. What other things can we do before year end? Plan for next year. Plan for next year. There's also, you know, there's a lot of moves we can make in entity changes, income shifting, things like that still. Um, right. Time's ticking. Time's ticking. Things have to happen. Mm -hmm. For us on the planning side in helping you, Mm -hmm. if you've got a business owner that really is looking at a pretty significant tax hit, Mm -hmm. if they don't do something before December 31st, Mm -hmm. they really need to get in Mm -hmm. and get it done. I can provide you with a tool where you can send them out a questionnaire and a link. And, and we're going to actually, we're going to put that link in the description box. Oh, great. Um, on this episode. So what that link does is um, it just asks some general general questions about your needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, it goes to Michelle um, and she just looks at it. Um, if there's any opportunities for planning or things like that, she'll send it to me and we'll see how we can help you. Right? A big piece of that is understanding that not everything that you address in your business is business. Sometimes it's personal. Yeah. A big well, piece that- a lot of business owners that I'm talking to are getting to the point to where they are looking for a retirement option. Mm-hmm. How do I get out? Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to get out, how do you create an opportunity to run your business three to five? <laughs> the way you want. want <laughs> and um, not necessarily divest yourself of the business, mm-hmm. but make sure the right people are running it right. so you can retire without going into the office every single day. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's a shift between there's a shift to not not working till we die. Mm-hmm. Um, to, you know, creating businesses that, that let us live our lives. Right. Um, that give us the lifestyle we want. So I think the question is, what is your, what do you want from your business? Right. And then how do we back into that goal? Absolutely. So or how do we reverse engineer your goal? How do we reverse engineer your goal? <laughs> awesome. All right. So before I ask my last question, where's the easiest way for people to find you? Where? Mm-hmm. How about my new website? Yay! Yay! Boss. Lady mm-hmm. works and works is spelled W E R K S. And <laughs> I I've it. had a lot of people go, boss, where did that come from? It's an acronym building 
opportunities mm -hmm. supporting success. I love it. And so it really came from I have a couple of handymen that works for, for, for me and one of the young young men, he goes, You're the boss. You're the boss lady. Okay, boss lady. <laughs> okay, boss lady. So that's kind of where that came from. It's kind I of love fun. It. So final question for you. Yes. What is the one thing every business um, business owner should learn about um, that will help the growth of their business and your from your perspective from my perspective people don't need our people don't leave companies they leave bad bosses mm -hmm. and more importantly than ever is helping people recognize where they fit into a culture mm -hmm. regardless of how big your company is mm -hmm. and if business owners as leaders can tap into gaining uh, an inside look into their employees and what their employees' hopes and dreams are mm -hmm. and engage them at more of an entrepreneurial level mm -hmm. and helping them see how truly vested their their role is in the mm -hmm. company, then that culture, mm -hmm. you'll never have to worry about people leaving. Mm -hmm. Well, can't say we're, never. We're making but, moves to financially vest those, those employees yep, too. Yes. So intellectually, personally, um, financially, financially so cool. get those – people invested that's yeah make them feel like they are important because they are yeah until they're not until, until they're not <laughs> getting the right people on the bus yeah it's so it's hard but yeah it's so important awesome well thank you thank you this was great <laughs> thank you so much for listening or watching be sure to subscribe on youtube itunes or wherever you prefer to listen if you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.